Okay, everyone, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, we're going to continue down our path of looking at really dyslexic traits. Some of these traits, you'll find uh, other people have them, but we're going to look at them from the dyslexic angle. So today, we're going to be talking about perfectionism. It's something that many dyslexics struggle with. Many people with ADHD also have this trait, and there are a few things about it I wanted to share that might just have your mind ticking over. So let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so let's dive into perfectionism. Now, a few caveats to these episodes. Some of these challenges we're going to be talking about are not only challenges of those with a dyslexic, potentially an ADHD mind. So I want to get that, get that out of the way early. It can be very easy to listen to these and go, wow, because I'm a perfectionist, I must have dyslexia, or I could have dyslexia. Now, what I want to get across is it's the type of perfectionism that someone's suffering with on a very, very regular basis that makes it more about dyslexia. Now, everyone will suffer with this from time to time. It's when it starts to become a bigger challenge in your life it's more related to the dyslexic ADHD mind. So for me, I, you know, and I used to have this a lot more than I do now. I've learned how to deal with it better. But I used to I used to be able to picture things so clearly in my mind that when I started to create them in reality, I either couldn't create them in reality to that high standard or I didn't have the energy to complete them to that high standard, or I couldn't see in my mind's eye the steps to get it to that level of perfectionism, so it felt overwhelming and tiring. Um, but deep down, if it wasn't matching that picture in my mind, what was the point? Was it because I wasn't good enough? Can others do this? But, you know, can are others doing this all the time? You know, and one of the biggest challenges with perfectionism for everybody is that we're looking around us at Instagram, Facebook, all this other stuff, and we're seeing people's successes. We're not always looking at their failures. You know, recently, before doing this podcast, I've been watching all the spaceships going into space. <laughs> Sounds weird, right? You know, watching Richard Branson do it first. And like you see this amazing space flight that looked absolutely awesome. Now, we kind of look at that from a perfectionist point of view and go, wow, they got that perfect. They went to space. How amazing is that? He, that was just so perfect. That's so awesome. Well done, Richard Branson. You are a legend. So our external look at perfectionism, especially from a visual mind, is we're looking for visual kind of stimulants like that and going, wow, that's amazing. He did it. I can't even get this to be perfect. You know, I can't even get a cake to be perfect. I can't even get this gravy I'm making for a for a meal to be perfect. Yet Richard Branson has got into space. How you know it was perfect, perfectly filmed, perfectly done, and I can't even bake a cake. That's pretty tiring, right? And for a lot of dyslexics, their minds are so quick. You know, your visual mind is operating at such a fast pace. You know, all of this stuff is happening, and and you know, this visual thought process is then creating feelings in our body of inadequacy and challenging issues that are, are painful. 
I personally used to have a lot of this with my creative mind is that I could actually be remarkably create. You know, I am remarkably creative. I've learned that. I believe in myself with that. But I couldn't always see it. I would always look at what wasn't perfect about something I created. And I'd, I'd create these beautiful websites and digital marketing campaigns. And I'd really struggle to release them to the public sometimes because they were never quite right. You know, for example, little software programs. I'd always look at what are the next 10 things I could do to make it better, make it more perfect. And, and it was, I didn't even want to release it until I got those things right. And what would happen is I would just keep holding on to it tighter and tighter and tighter until I had overthought it so much, I'd gotten bored of the idea. And so that perfectionism, in essence, before people had even really used it en masse, you know, would turn into boredom. And when you hit boredom, you know, you lose your motivation your or your inspiration, your inner motivation, the thing that drives you. So perfectionism has massive amounts of challenges. And as I say, don't get me wrong, this happens to everyone, but for us dyslexics, we can create things so perfectly in our mind's eye that you can nearly never actually translate them into reality, right? It's near impossible because we can be so intricate. You know, if you close your eyes and you say, you say, I want to create the most beautiful dinner for my partner or my family or my friends. I want to create it. And, you know, you think of a meal you know, that's five stars. Maybe it's like, for some reason, for me, in my mind's eye, it's duck or orange, you know, orange flavored duck, I presume it is. And I, to be honest, don't know much about it. So the picture I'm creating in my mind isn't actually very accurate at all. But it's a phrase I've heard on TV shows, and it's fancy. And um, what we could also create with that is some, oh, some duck fat potatoes. We could do that as well, but they'd be perfectly shaped, you know, you know, not rustic, like really perfect. And um, sides of vegetables we could create as well. You know, maybe three or four different dishes that could be perfect. And, you know, to get this right, we would have to have an amazing starter. You know, what comes to my mind? Um, there's this fantastic, uh, you know, fantastic uh, dish around prawns made in Spain called prawns pil pil. I've seen this on TV shows. It's like a spicy prawn dish. It's very simple, but if you get it wrong then it, it's terrible. It's either amazing or terrible. It's a fine line. Overcook the prawns, it goes wrong. What's the point? Oh, yeah, and then we need a dessert for this meal as well. So we need to create. And what happens in my head is I can take the time to create this. It can look amazing. I can go as far as if I really tried to seeing eating it myself and with my family. But what starts to happen is, you know, I may start to take some steps towards that. I may go to the shops um, and go and, get 80 90 percent of the ingredients because i probably haven't done a remarkably accurate list i may even jump online start looking for recipes put all this energy and passion behind it i may even start creating it going i can do this this is easy smashing it out and then for whatever reason a couple of parts of the recipe don't don't go quite as i planned and one thing after another starts to fall apart and although the outcome is still a very delicious fresh new meal I know in my heart, two or three things didn't go right. You know, I forgot an ingredient, had to substitute it with something. Or I got a bit creative with another ingredient, so I decided to change the recipe before I'd even tried it once. 
and it just you know just didn't quite work even though my family said yeah that's really good and we'll, we'll touch on accepting compliments in the next episode but you know you know for me it's not perfect so i may as well have not even started it it was just a waste of my energy a waste of my time you know it was a failure have you ever felt like that something yeah and that story would ring true with a lot of people i'm sure you know our minds are so you know before and before this all started in our mind we saw this perf perfect dinner we were creating for our families this this complete visual um you know visual way of creating this thing in our mind that was perfect and our high standards which in some parts of our life can be super valuable to have high standards don't get me wrong it's not a problem with having high standards it's a problem with beating ourselves up in the last two or three percent or something you see if you've got really low standards and you live a life of only ever hitting say 50 percent of what others expect you know you can live a happy life i guess but it's never going to create really amazing stuff but on the other hand if you've got expectations which are 100 110 percent of what everyone else's are and, and it drives you to get to 95 percent more often than not then you're doing super well but if you let yourself beat yourself up because you didn't make it that last five percent to a point where it's affecting other parts of your life where it makes you grumpy angry frustrated you know it starts to beat down on your self-esteem your self-worth your self-confidence and stops you from taking those choices and punts in the future then that's when perfectionism is not good it's not powerful it's not it's not serving you and with our visual mind if we don't really look at it from a conscious perspective put it under a microscope and look at it and go okay why is this happening let's dissect this and it's really hard to dissect your own perfectionism challenges i'm going to be honest you know as a coach i do a lot of this and i help a lot of people because not because they can't do it for other people themselves they can't do it for themselves i can't coach myself because i can't see what i can't see and vice versa so if you're feeling like you're having these perfectionism problems you know the first point is to recognize that you have these challenges that you're noticing that that last five percent and that beating up of yourself is not actually adding value to your life and it's potentially slowing down your progress go talk to someone it doesn't even have to be someone professional but just chat to someone get it out of your own head bounce it off someone it is so vital to do that you are not a you know you're not some you know it's okay to ask for help in that respect yeah and you'll get so much value out of it they don't even have to say much you know great coaches what i've learned and it's taken me a long time to do this it's not about me telling people what to do it's about me understanding how they need to bounce ideas off of me to see things from a different perspective and you know it's like this there's nothing more more valuable right in any human's life but especially with dyslexics because we miss so much we're, we're so advanced mentally i think personally i think we're in my belief dyslexics are actually smarter than the average person but we're so far advanced we can't always catch up with ourselves the inputs and outputs are so strong and powerful and useful we can't always bring them down to a level where others can understand them does that make any sense and perfectionism is something that beats a lot of us up so hopefully that makes a bit of sense with how it works 
And what I would say is, you know, you probably say, okay, what do I do about this? What do I do about this? There's not a, sadly, there's not a magic pill for this. The first part of this is awareness and recognition that, that a lot of this is happening because you create such clear visual and mental pictures. And realizing, the first thing is to realize those pictures are not real. Then they're not perfect. Does that make sense? They're only built on what you know in this exact moment. My duck orange could be completely different to what a good duck orange is in my head, right? Does that make sense? My picture is faulty. I've never seen one before that I can remember. You know, I'm probably thinking of like duck pancakes. If you're in England, you've probably had them, like the Chinese duck and you put them in a pancake. I'm probably imagining that with a bit of orange on it, which is probably very incorrect. The French are probably very angry at me for this picture, but that's the picture in my head. So my perfection is false. It's completely fake. <laughs> and for me to be aware of that and to recognize that, it means I can let myself off the hook. And as I do that time and time again, when I remember, when I pick it up, I can start to actually make true change. So that's what I feel like sharing today, guys. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. I changed the way I pepped myself up for this episode, so I think it's better than the last couple. Um, I took a lot of pressure off myself. I was trying to be too perfect, to be blatantly honest. I was like, I need to be structured. I need to, for my people, I need to be perfect. And then I said, actually, what's my picture of perfection? It's yeah, it's false, right? It's not real. I need to actually be true to my authentic self, give all of my love, my passion, my thoughts, my focus, and then what will come out the other end is the perfect episode. I have to trust myself. So I hope you've really enjoyed this. In the next episode, we're going to dive into you not taking credit. This was something I got taught by Vanessa, someone else in Truth About Dyslexia, and she's amazing, and uh, she's she gave me this gift. You know, when she was actually on the podcast early on, and this, this is something I never thought about until she was on the podcast, and it kind of was like a penny drop moment. So let's uh, we'll dive into that. That the episode will be out in a couple of days. Have an epic rest of your day. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast so far and you want to give us a like and a subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. All reviews are really really loved by us because it helps get the podcast out to more adults with dyslexia that are struggling. Also check out truthaboutdyslexia.com. You'll find our little quiz, a fantastic 20 things to know if you love someone with dyslexia, and also our fantastic Facebook group called the Truth About Dyslexia Support Group, helping adults just like you. We're up to 2,200 members and growing. Have an epic rest of your day.